The way that I got involved with that was Kerry approached me when he had heard that I'd done the screen printing and asked if that was something that I would be interested in doing and I was initially quite reluctant because I'd had experience with running groups within the prison setting and it wasn't the way that I roll with my strengths. It wasn't what I was passionate about so I was a bit, mm, let's, let's see how this goes. Now it's one of the highlights of my week. This is Down to Earth Conversations, where we hear from ordinary people who are helping to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Kia ora. welcome to another episode of Down to Earth Conversations. I'm Andy Dixon, thanks for joining me for another conversation with another awesomely ordinary person who is making a difference in the world, or as I like to say, is bringing a bit of heaven down to earth. If you're new to the podcast, you're very welcome. It's good to have you here. If you don't already, it'd be great to have you following the podcast on social media. Uh, if you're on Instagram or Facebook, just search at downtoearth.conversations on both of those. And uh, and then you can see what's coming up uh, and links back to some of our previous podcast guests uh, and other bits and pieces that go on there. And thanks to those who share this podcast with your friends and family. Uh, it's grown purely through word of mouth, or I guess um, fingertips on keyboards. So I really appreciate the support I get from you all. Today's guest is Liz Rate-Smith from Drug Arm, who heads up the Art East Initiative. I first heard of Liz when Pathway Trust from here in Christchurch shared a link to an article about her. As you may or may not know, I used to work for Pathway, who focus on prisoner reintegration, and uh, I interviewed one of their key staff in my very first episode, uh, so I've got a lot of time for them, and following them on social media, they link to some great articles talking about some really awesome people. Uh, so I followed the link, and I read about this amazing human being who's using art to help people with addictions and or poor mental health, uh, and to support and upskill men in prison. In fact, at the Te Putanga Toi Arts Access Awards just a couple of weeks ago, Liz was proudly accepting the Creative Space Award for her work with Art East. It was a pleasure to sit down with Liz in Kōrero about how she got into this work, uh, what it looks like, and where she can see it going. It's another fantastic tale of using who you are and what you have to make a difference in the world. This is episode 32 of Down to Earth Conversations. Here's Liz Rate-Smith. I'm here today with Liz Rate-Smith. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Liz. Thank you, Andy. It's great to have you here at Artis with me. Yeah, awesome. And for our listeners, do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit? Nōhiakwe, who are you? Where are you from? Sure. So uh, my name is Liz Rate-Smith, and I am a drug and alcohol counsellor with Drug Arm, which is also the umbrella agency for a studio in Aranui called... Um, Art East, and I'm the coordinator of that um, studio space. So, yes, I have been living in Christchurch for the last nearly 20 years, but born up in the North Island. Oh, so, Christchurch is in Wellington. Oh, right. but, um, yeah. I'm, I'm from Hastings originally. Ah, just, okay. Just up the road. Okay, so I lived into the yeah. spell in um, the Hawke's Bay as well. Oh, nice. So, yeah, spent a few years there, but um, I'm well and truly a Cantabrian now. So, yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard for me. I'm I'm bringing up Cantabrian kids, 
as a full-on Hurricanes supporter, so it's, <laughs> it's a tricky one. Right, um, yes. and we did loyalties line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're sitting in the studio of Art East, uh, lots of artwork on the wall. Do you want mm. to tell us what, what is Art East? Sure. And, and where did it come from? Sure, yes. So um, the original, con well, I'll, I'll go right back. Mm. I'll go right back. Um, so I had quite a, quite a few years ago, I was actually um, dependent myself on um, uh, drugs, substance abuse, everything that goes hand in hand mm. with it. And... Um, for me, I had been doing a diploma through Fine Art, which was up in Taranaki, actually, another place that I've, I've lived. And um, I found for myself that when I stopped using substances, I really struggled with being able to express myself mm. and um, knowing how to be creative because for such a long time, I had taken something for creativity yeah, right. and yep. then... Um, maybe taking something else to expand that idea and that was kind of where I got my flow from so for me to stop taking substances start walking a journey of um, being without them it was difficult to become creative and mm. so I tapped back into a medium which I really loved at the time when I was at art school was uh, screen printing and for me, that gave me a new form of expression. Mm. Um, it gave me something functional as well. I was doing it on clothing that I just really enjoyed that whole process. Mm. And for me, that was a really good way to tap back into being a creative person. And um, I started running a bit of a, a small business from home, um, just doing clothing and different uh, t-shirts and things and selling those. And I was still just drawn to people that suffered from um, drug and alcohol issues, or dependency abuse, everything that goes along with that. And I decided to do my training to become a drug and alcohol counsellor. So I went and did that. And when I was in my first year of study, um, I did my placement with Drug Arm and absolutely loved it. Loved what it is that they bring to the table as far as working with people for as long as they need and um, meeting a person where they're at as well. So I absolutely love the, their philosophy. Um, and when I went and did my second year placement, it was at a much larger uh, residential program, Drug and Alcohol Treatment Centre. And working in that environment, I was just really blown away by how many creatives there were within mm that treatment centre and of course this has been something that I'd noticed throughout my whole walk anyway how many people that suffered from drug and alcohol issues um, are creatives they're yeah. songwriters they're writers they're um, you know looking at the arts there's, there's so many of them there and I just became really reflective on my own experience with the printing coming out of that when I was you know talking to these different clients of this uh, agency about their passions and what it was that they um, drew strength from and a lot of that was you know things like carving and the painting and mm. you know all of that kind of stuff the music so um, I was actually offered a, a job with Drug Arm um, at the end of 
that year, my second year of, of study, and one of the things that my manager asked me was, you know, what is it that you want to do? What are you passionate about to do? And I thought, actually, you know what, I would really love to work with art, the people that are trying to get um, stable and put mm. something in that is clean um, into their life and you know, changing out those maladaptive behaviours for something positive that's... And um, he gave me a shot at it. <laughs> so um, he said, well, I love the idea. And um, so I ended up in a uh, little church, uh, Salvation Army in Linwood, in just a little room there and with a couple of people. And we progressively moved from room to room within that building um, as the, the group grew. Um, and then they had to go and have EQC repairs yeah. done, we moved down to another little church just down the road, same sort of thing happened, they were getting all um, their EQC repairs done, so um, we shifted about their building for a while, so we were very blessed to have um, churches take us on, but everything that I owned was stored in the back of a car, and I would unpack it every week, and pack it down every week, so that would be my, my Fridays. Um, and then we came and got the um, RT space, which is in Revive, church and um, it's absolutely perfect for what we want because it's you know it's got that roughness to it mm. um, and the guys just came in and they took absolute ownership on it they literally chucked paint at the walls because I mm. had been so um, you know needing to be so careful with being in other people's yeah. buildings and things and so they've really taken ownership of that space mm. and we moved in here in um, 2018 um, and that was when we just had one of the the Friday group operating at that time and since yeah. then expanded. So Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, it's been and, a bit of a journey. And so so the the Friday thing that you do, so yes, is it yes. a drop in thing? Is it a bunch of regulars? How does, yes. how does so that um it's been operating as a closed group for quite some time. Um and initially that was because we had reached capacity and yeah. we just didn't have the space or yeah. anything as well. Um and so it's not a drop in group as such. We've got regular members here and they've some of them have been with us for quite some time because mm -hmm. we are believers of as long as the service is useful to you, then there's a service yeah. through Drug Arm, through artists that's available to you as mm -hmm. well. So um, we've we've kept that very um, closed and very protected as well, so that the people within that space yeah. um, do feel safe within it. But um, there's always avenues for pe other new people to come through yeah, as well. Cool. So, and yeah. I mean, it's been going for quite a while now. Yeah, you've obviously yeah. seen some benefit in doing it, absolutely. other than just that you love art. Yes, um. absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, that's that's exactly it. Because really, at the end of the day, I think it's been a real point of uh, connection for people because they've gotten to know the staff, they've gotten to know each mm. other, they've connected with different areas of um, drug arm, but also we do regular outings out into the community okay. um, where we're going to you know, different gallery spaces or um, just all sorts of different things. Yeah. We go up to the library, we use their creative resources, um, and we also have other um, Christchurch artists come in and visit too and volunteer and do different workshops with them as well. So it's been a real point of connection for them and regardless of you know what's going on externally, um, they know that on a Friday 
this mm -hmm. place is available to them. Um, and we, we've had people that have, you know, come and they've since had um, babies and they've, yeah. you know, they've got a good amount of years clean up now and um, they're in full-time employment. And, you know, those ones are still connected and they're just not with us on a Friday. So yeah, they're well, still part of that space. So. so it's become kind of a whānau feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it has often been referred to the attendees as, you know, this is our group family yeah. or drug arm family. <laughs> Yeah, cool. So um, yeah, it has been very, very special. But I think that's really been about, um, you know, all, all art aside, the point has been that people have somewhere where they feel safe yeah. and to connect with other people and to express themselves yeah. as well. So I love that um, when a when a program becomes more than a program, yeah. you know, when yes. it becomes something that people belong to and Absolutely. that people feel ownership of. Yes, um, and it sounds like that's very much what's happened here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, are the people that come in people that are already good artists, or are, no, like, no? Because um, I, I guess yeah. I, I interviewed a, um, an artist uh, a number of episodes ago. Who, um, I mean, she got told at high school that she couldn't paint, right? And thirty years later, she picked up a paintbrush again, and now she's a full-time artist selling throughout the world. Yes. Um, you know, but she one of her things is she goes around and does workshops where people don't think they can, yeah. and she helps them figure out they can so absolutely. Is, does that kind of thing happen here yes. where people discover stuff in themselves for sure absolutely um and that's a really common scenario that i hear a lot from people mm. um that someone somewhere along the line has told them that they can't do something yeah. or um they've been compared or they compare themselves to someone yeah. else you know the older brother is a real good painter or something yeah. and they can't be like that so therefore they can't paint yeah. um, those kind of mindsets are very very common and we definitely do a lot of work around that with them when they mm. come through as well um, because comparison to another person as well or perfectionism yeah. goes hand in hand with creativity um, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we um, yes we definitely had um, we often hear things in, in other settings where artists runs as well where people will say uh, oh but I can't draw you know straight yeah. away and it's well can you make marks on paper can is that something that you think is achievable because if you can do that you're in <laughs> that's yeah. the only criteria that that you need to kind of meet um so we've had i remember one of our guys uh, art groupers um he had been through quite a lot recently and um doing really really well but he came in for the you know drug and alcohol support that side of mm. things and he had he'd never done any mm. painting before that he, he could you know recall even at school um and he just started off doing the adult coloring pages just coloring yeah, in cool. and now he is painting intricate very complex paintings well, and um he's yeah he's just smashing it so it's great yeah, to see cool. that kind of thing where people um feel like they're giving the opportunity to give it a go as well yeah. and they, they take that on board so that's awesome that's yeah. one of my favorite things probably yeah yeah it's one of the benefits of this whole thing that there is something for them to channel to to focus on to to i guess substitute for absolutely. for what they used to use their time for yes, absolutely i'm um yeah it's I'm all about, especially as a drug and alcohol counsellor, you can you can take that substance out, you can take the drink out. What do you do to replace that mm. big gaping hole in yourself? Because it was serving a purpose. That mm. was it was it's there for a reason. Um, so what is it that you can do to replace that? What inspires you? What um, energises you? What encourages you? Um, mm. 
and yeah, looking into those kind of things. And because creativity isn't about the arts, it yeah. can be about such a broader thing. And you know, creativity is around problem solving. Mm. So it's what is that for you? And I'm a believer that creativity is in every single person. It's just finding what that is yeah, as well. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think that is a, a huge part of it. Cool. So you've got this Friday group. Um, you've expanded out now. You, you're going yes. out and doing other workshops. Yes, um, yes. Tapu. Yes, so um, I do a program in uh, Tapu residential program, the Māori Ora program. They come down to me and um, I do a program with them called Creative Licence. And Creative Licence is, and I say this to them every time I do the spiel when somebody new comes along, it's not about artwork, it's about um, thinking outside the box, thinking differently mm. for how things were. And so what I do with them um, within the group time is we will do something, an art activity that doesn't require any skill as such, and it's more more along the lines of art therapy. I'm careful not to call myself an art therapist yep. because I'm a, you know, I'm a drug and alcohol counsellor, but I do yep. creative therapies. I'm not a qualified art therapist. Yep. Um, but we, we do, do things in that space, um, which is you know, has, has a creative angle to it. And then I also get them to do um, a couple of different things um, during the week as well. Mm. And I don't call it homework as such, it's more like a task that they go away with and, mm. and come back and talk about the experience. So um, some of that time is to do something where they're doing some self-care for themselves and what that actually looks like and preparing for self-care once they graduate the program and they're back into their normal everyday lives because self-care is such an important thing when you're yeah. early on the road to you know recovery. Um, and also they are given um, a sheet of different options of tasks to choose from and some of them are creative ones, some of them are very, very simple things um, like answering um, a bunch of different questions and things like that about uh, things they might not have considered a long time for mm. a long time like um, you know who was somebody that inspired you as a child yep. who what was the thing that they said to you that impacted you and is with you you carry that today mm. so there's a, a bunch of little things that they can do during the week um, another one of those things is something simple like draw out your day without taking your pen off the, uh, the paper and you know just the things which yeah. which are not going to require any sort of perfectionist or any yeah. um, perfectionism or any sort of skill or anything yeah. so yeah we do that program once a week with them while we're in there and we do other things like um, go to the, the gallery yeah, a lot cool. of the people haven't experienced that before so um, yeah it's about seeing things differently yeah yeah new experiences oh that's really cool yes yeah um our very first episode was with uh Kerry ewing who was at pathway trust at the mm. time and one of his great legacies is the the navigate initiative which is in the christchurch yes. men's prison yes. you've become involved in that initiative as well yes yeah how did, yeah. first of all what is it and how did you get involved in that yeah so uh, the navigate initiative is a reintegration uh community for men who are going to be released um uh, coming up for parole they're going to be released within the next around nine to twelve months mm -hmm. into um into christchurch so these are yeah. ones that are going to be um they've served the majority of their time well not always but yeah. um within christchurch means and they're going to be released out into christchurch so um 
what happens with them is that all they have a whole lot of different um, agencies and services that come alongside them while they're in there. And um, it could be around restorative justice, employment options, courses, um, things to really set them up once they're out into yeah. the community and to meet people that they can connect with as well um, inside the wire once they're released outside of the wire yeah. too. So um, part of what I have been doing out there is what was initially going to be started as um, a social enterprise, um, but it's taken on a little bit of its own sort of life instead mm. of doing that. And um, it is about, well, it's a screen printing, and um, the guys in there, incredibly talented men, they will come up with some beautiful design and we will start printing those onto T-shirts and they've been gifting them to um, whānau members, yep. uh, just getting really creative with it themselves mm. as well. But being able to learn a new skill and being able to have a product at the end of it yes. has been really, really fantastic. And I'm, I, the, the way that I got involved with that was Kerry approached me when he had heard that I'd done the screen printing business right. back in the day and um, asked if that was something that I would be interested in doing. And I was initially quite reluctant because I'd had experience with um, running groups within the prison setting and it wasn't the way that I roll with my strengths yeah. um, to facilitate. I've, you know, you do drug and alcohol facilitation groups and things like that. That's something that we mm. learn, but it wasn't what I was passionate about. So yeah. I was a bit, mm, let's, let's see how this goes. Um, now it's one of the highlights of my week to be able to go out and, and do that and see the excitement that the guys get from um, seeing their their artwork bring on a new life, be able to, <laughs> they've got this print on shirts, they've got this beautiful product which they've actually created and they didn't realise that they had that in them a lot of the time as well. Mm. So yeah, it's absolutely fantastic and just, you know, as far as the vision that Kerry had for that unit as well, amazing. I'm very proud to be a part mm. of that now. Um, absolutely, it's it's been a, a great mm. thing to see happening. I, I love the heart of the whole thing where, you know, and I talked to Kerry about this, where the prison system is really set up to take people out of the minds of the community for a while mm. and then just drop them back in it. Yes. And, and they're... There are people doing good work around that, mm. but the system itself is really harsh. Yes. And so for something like this to come in and go, hey, we actually value you, you have worth, mm. um, we'd love to work alongside you, yes. we'd love to see you grow and have new skills, you know, and, and even the social skills of them coming to a class and engaging with one another, mm. you know, is is great learning. Absolutely. For, for guys who may not have that experience. Yes, you know, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when I heard you did that, I was just really excited about that kind of thing, yeah. having worked uh, for Pathway in the past myself. Yes. And, um, and seeing the, I guess, the trauma that prison can do to people, mm. you know, that, that you think about someone going to prison because of their, what they've done, mm. but then what prison does to them exactly. is brutal. Yes. Um, and... So to have something like this to bring life and light and colour and creativity, mm. I think it's just beautiful. Um, what what sort of things have you seen in that environment that have just like made mm. your heart sing? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there's been yeah quite quite a few examples of it. I think one of the 
things that I absolutely love is um, because I go out there and, you know, a lot of the time they're not even aware that I'm a drug and alcohol counsellor. I'm a person that goes out there and I'm doing art with them. Mm. So um, what really inspires me is when they, they're coming in and they're giving, attempting this uh, with the screen printing, with the art, because there's other art that is happening out at the same time. Um, but they just get that sense of comfort and the sense of being able to open up and have a conversation with you while they're creating, while mm. they're in that place, while they're in that flow. And um, to be able to connect with people on that level, mm. I think is so very important. And it's, you know, I've... Um, connected with a few of the guys when they've been released after the program and they've come into the artist space and they've you know, said, look, we just, we, we've done groups to death within mm. there and um, for us to be able to come in and express ourselves in this kind of way and be able to um, have these conversations which feel natural mm. um, instead of conversations which feel like they're being monitored or they yep. need to be controlled. You need to be careful what you say because you do need to be careful what you say totally. um, when you're in prison. Um, for some To be able to provide a space there which is, it's just a little bit of a relief of what they do in everyday prison life mm. is something that is very, very special. And to be able to see a spark and the light and the excitement in their eyes when they get a result mm. um, that's that's what makes it worthwhile for me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you've got dreams to take this outside of the prison. Yes, yes, absolutely. So um, part of what I really want to see happen within the artist space next is um, a community screen printing workshop, which also um, one of the, one of the things about printing on uh, pre-made t-shirts <laughs> is if you have a bad printing run, uh, then that t-shirt's basically scrapped. It's not, not worthwhile. Um, but I would love to be able to have a fabric studio where the actual garments are being constructed there mm -hmm. as well and printed in, within the same space. Um, garments or, you know, things like bags yeah. or cushion covers, things like that, um, yeah. so that the product, the whole product, is actually being made on site. Um, so that's something that I'm really, really keen to get on board. And because, of course, within, um, inside the wire, there's barriers uh, when there's a product that's being made for sale and things can get a little yeah. bit more complicated with that, it just makes things a little bit more easier and it gives mm. the guys another option for something that they can do once mm. they've um, once they're released and back out um, yeah. outside the wire so yeah that again that connection point is so important there's a familiar face there actually we know these people and we've just got out yesterday yeah. <laughs> and here yeah. we are seeing the space that they've yeah. talked about when we were inside yeah, the wire cool. so yeah because yeah for a lot of them you know they get out and there's nothing for them. Exactly. So yep. to have something like that for them could be really amazing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And um, the, the great thing about the Navigate Initiative too is setting the guys up with the supports, with the uh, the work, with the courses, yep. what, with what it is that they need accommodation. I mean, those, yep. those basic things which yeah. sometimes they don't have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, setting them up to actually succeed and not fail. Just thinking, I mean, the way that you're talking about the guys in prison and, and the ones who come to your workshops and things, uh, one of the big things that I've talked to a number of guests about is treating people as people. Mm. 
and so many of these ones that you're working with are the sort of people that have been written off by society. Yeah. Uh, what makes you so passionate about wanting to treat them as people mm. and, and give that money back to them? Mm. Um, yeah, drug arm itself, uh, we get often a lot of the ones that have become quite disillusioned with other agencies too, quite quite hurt. There's a lot of, of course, drug and alcohol problems, but um, mental health, which mm. goes hand in hand. Yeah. There's a thing, we've got quite a few physical disabilities um, as well, homelessness, all of those kind of things which tend to be difficult um, for people. And my, you know, what happens to those people when when they are at the point where they've, they've been through so many different agencies within Christchurch um, and potentially they're going to keep on using because the trauma or the um, the damage that they've also done to their, their minds, to their brains, to their, their bodies, all of those things has actually become a barrier to them being able to be treated yep. in a traditional and medical setting. Sometimes that it is quite likely that they may never actually stop taking that substance because um, things have gotten so bad for them that they don't, they just don't know how to now. And um, especially that comes out a lot with with trauma um, because people will react to protect themselves and things. And the trust there is, it's very, very difficult to get that trust there to be able to um, do work if you've only got six sessions where you're sitting in front of a, a drug and alcohol counsellor or you're in a residential programme for just you know, um, two and a half months or whatever that time frame is. So um, for me, it's what happens to those people? What mm. happens to the ones that um, are unlovely, so to speak, yep. and society really, really struggles with because yep. the behaviours, um, some of the behaviours are yeah. out the gate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you do with those people because they are still people? Yeah. Um, and we constantly hear one of the fr frustrating things about uh, being in the drug and alcohol sector as well is um, people not meeting criteria for yep. certain things. Um, and that that must be hard, and it is hard from yep. my own experience as well, to um, be asking for help, but um, not really knowing what it is that you want as well, mm. not knowing that. Yep. So it's, it's one of those things I'm all about, yeah, the unlovely, yep. I and, suppose. And wanting that help, but not quite measuring up to being bad enough yes yes um, absolutely absolutely come back when things have gotten a lot worse because right now your problems aren't quite big enough yeah 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 I've I've experienced that with with people I've like walked through with pastoral care and and uh, particularly around mental health stuff mm. of you know people that are actually seriously unwell mm. and yet they're not unwell enough for the system to recognize them yes and yes. you know to the point where they have to do something drastic to get some help, mm. um, and yeah, I, I just see it all over the place. You know, mm. I'm I'm a school board member as well, and you know, for a kid to get the sort of help that we know that that kid needs, they have to get stood down a number of days and then suspended, mm. and then the help can kick in. Absolutely. So yes. well, yeah. So yeah. so I've seen that a lot, and I mm. I really appreciate how you know you're going. Well, actually, it's those people that. You know, society doesn't know what to do with, mm. um, and and also acknowledging that the behaviours are not great. Mm. You know that yep. this isn't about hey they're being written off, 
but they're actually lovely. Mm. It's like, no, some of them are really hard work. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we should give up. Yeah. Um, so, oh, no, that's, that's really cool. Um, what other hopes do you have for all of this art space? Have you got any other big dreams uh, where you'd like it to go? <laughs> um, I've, yes, I do, I do have um, big dreams. One of the things that I'm really keen on um, as well is just being able to have uh, like an open studio space where um, it is a point of connection as well. Where, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I have limited skills. I'm just one person and things. But as, if somebody has something that they're wanting to um, try that's creative, that I am also a connection point to. Yeah, cool. So um, to be able to link people with other creative-minded people that are in Christchurch, um, to be able to, yeah, just provide something where um, people can come and say you know, this has always been, I don't know what um, I want to do with this, I don't know what it is, but I would always been keen on trying this particular thing and we'd be able to make that as a bit of a connection point too. So um, always more mediums that I'm, I'm keen to be getting involved under, into this space. And yeah, so I have, um, yeah, more groups would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, like I said, with this um, fabric studio, being able to have the printing workshop and things running from here and um, yeah, to be able to have more groups where people can come um, and be able to just have a place, a point of connection yeah. too as well. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to seeing where all of this goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's obviously grown already from yes. what it was to something else. And so it has. It, it's, yeah, exciting to think that there's a lot more potential for it. And, mm. um, yeah, so wish you all the best for all of that. How can people uh, find out more about Art East? How can right. they support what you're doing? Um, is there ways, like, can people give financially? Can people give time? What, what yes. is it that would be helpful? Absolutely, absolutely. So the best way to um, contact us is through our website. Um, there is a very nice and easy donate now <laughs> button as far as uh, financial support. And also my details are all on their email, uh, phone number. Um, if anybody for a start you know, uh, yeah. needs help, actual yep. support themselves, um, there is that link through the website and also um, there can be a contact too to email me and say hey I've heard about artists um, I'm interested and in, I have this particular creative mm. um, skill and is there anything that I can do to support that's also another avenue that could be yeah utilized cool. so it would be and, and what's the website so that's for drug arm Christchurch cool so yes yeah, awesome. and that will bring up the artist link with it as well. Nice, yes. and I'll put that in the show notes so people can go and find that. And, Brilliant. And get to it really easily. So um, oh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for thank what you. you are doing for uh, for all of the different people that you're interacting with and, and uh, inviting into this creative expression, this creative journey. Um, and thank you for what you're doing to bring a bit of heaven down to earth. Thank you, Andy. This conversation just pushes all the right buttons for me. Liz is someone who is making a difference with the skills that she has, someone who's making a difference because of the past that she has, someone who has taken the opportunities presented to her and looked to use them for good. 
and someone who quite clearly comes alive in the midst of it all. Liz, you're so inspiring and it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. As is my custom, Liz, here is a blessing for you. Liz, may your creativity flourish and grow as you enable the same for others. May you always remember the trials through which you have come and may they forever inspire you to fight for others. As a painting starts with just one stroke and gradually takes form, sometimes not even in the artist's mind to begin with, may Art East continue from these early brushstrokes towards a form that blows away even you as you see the magnificent picture she becomes. May you receive connections and support from unexpected places, allowing your realities to surpass even your dreams. May every story of every person who you have helped come to you when times are tough and give you the strength you need to keep going, to pick up your brush and keep painting, to keep printing, to keep dreaming. And may you know deep in your soul your immense value, regardless of all this work. And may that continue to inspire you to help others find value in themselves too. Thanks to Strawn for the music and Rangi for the karakia. Thanks to you all for listening. Join me next time when I talk to James Harris, who used to live and work in Nauru, home to an Australian detention centre, who was later responsible for a campaign to get New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinta Ardern to visit the centre, and who now lives and works with youth in an Aboriginal community in the outbacks of the lands we now call Australia. Until then, me inoi tātou. E tō mātou matua i te rangi Kia tapu tō ingoa Kia tau mai tō rangatiratanga Kia mea te tau e pai ai ki runga ki te whenua Kia rite anō ki tō te rangi Hummai kia mātou ai nei E taroma mātou mō tēnei rā Muro mātou hara me mātou hoki e muru nei i o te hunga e harana kia mātou Aua hoki mātou e kawea kia whakawaia e ngari whakorangia mātou i te kino